today on the Scott Thompson Show on AM 900 CHML. We certainly all know about the opioid crisis that continues to rise across Canada uh, to just unbelievable levels. Uh, it seems that uh, overprescription of this uh, of opioids uh, through the last decade or so has uh, turned a lot of people, not only in Canada but all over North America, into becoming opioid dependent. And, of course, there, you may have heard of the drug called uh, naloxone, which is, and I hope we're pronouncing that correctly, which is a drug that is used to treat somebody who's having an overdose and hopefully reverses the effect of the overdose. Uh, problem is, this drug is being harder, is becoming harder and harder to find as it becomes, obviously, supplies taxed as more and more are needing it. To talk more about all of this, David Jerlink is with us, scientist at Sunnybrook Research Institute, and is with us now. Hello, David. How are you today? I'm well. How are you? Good. Thank you very much for taking the time to join us. First of all, tell us about this drug and how it works and how it uh, is much needed for people who are suffering from an opioid uh, overdose. Yes, so naloxone, and you pronounced it uh, correctly, is a, it's a miraculous uh, anecdote, really, uh, antidote, really. What, what it does is for people who have an opioid overdose, it allows them to wake up and begin to breathe. Uh, the, the, the fundamental problem with opioids is that when someone has taken too many or too high a dose or they've combined it with alcohol or some other sedating drug, their drive to breathe is suppressed. And so what we see is people, they, their breathing slows, and then it stops, and then after several minutes of not breathing, obviously, the brain and other organs are damaged, and that's often permanent, and people will die if it progresses. Um, naloxone uh, effectively kicks the opioid, whether it's fentanyl or oxycodone or you name it. It kicks it uh, uh, out of the receptor and allows the, it wakes people up in a matter of minutes. Uh, they're, they're back to normal. Uh, and so, you know, we use it in hospital quite a lot, but it's the sort of thing that is now... Um, as of this past summer, it's been moved to non-prescription drug status, and you should be able to walk into any pharmacy uh, and and get a kit. Uh, how old is this drug? Newly discovered, or something that's been around for a while? Oh, it's been around for decades. Yeah. It, it, and, and, and you know what? It's actually it's pretty cheap to to purchase. It's around uh, about two bucks a dose or so. Although the companies that are selling it are often uh, sort of applying a healthy markup. Uh, so th- is there a shortage of this drug right now due to the increase in these overdoses? I don't think there's a shortage of the drug. I mean, it's, it's, uh, the problem is the drug isn't where it needs to be. Um, like there's, there's buckets and buckets of the drug in hospitals across Ontario. Uh, we, we do have drug shortages with, with other products, but the problem with, with naloxone is, you know, it needs to be given in a very timely fashion. Uh, and for that to happen, it needs to be in the vicinity of someone who's overdosing and, and in the hands of someone who is, um, you know, awake and alert and knows how to give it. And that's, that's the problem right now. So uh, talk about this uh, and take us through a scenario. How do you know when someone would need it and how quickly does that person require access to it? Well, so uh, they require access within minutes, uh, and the longer the duration uh, goes, the the more likely it is the person will die. Uh, but you can tell someone needs naloxone uh, when they are, um, you know, it's sort of a spectrum. So people who are many people who are on opioids, say for chronic pain, they're not sleepy. They're they look like normal people. Um, but if they take too much of the medicine, or if someone is misusing drugs and uses more than they intend. Um, they become sleepy, and then they're very difficult to rouse. And so I would say the prime candidate for someone who 
uh, needs naloxone is somebody who is, uh, you know, uh, unrousable, appears to be asleep. Uh, they're often snoring or they're making these unusual breathing sounds very loudly, typically once or twice a minute, which is a very, very slow respiratory rate. And that's the kind of person who can be given this drug as an injection or sometimes it's given as a spray into the nose. So this isn't like an uh, anaphylactic shock sort of thing where your airways close. This is just you just stop breathing. Is that yeah. correct? Well, they're both medical emergencies. And so, you know, it's, there is, I think there's some considerable analogy between the EpiPen and anaphylaxis and naloxone and opioid overdose. I mean, you've got, you've got a limited window of time to give it. Um, the, the mechanism of death is different. When people have anaphylaxis, they, as you say, their, their airway uh, becomes inflamed and swollen and their blood pressure drops. They die through a different mechanism. With, with opioids, when people die, it's generally because they've stopped breathing. Want to hear more? Download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play and listen to The Scott Thompson Show weekdays from noon to 3 on AM 900 CHML.